tower. We forgot about Gonki. He's still on the Marauder. I'm afraid since the thief disabled the ship's transponder, we will not be able to locate him. Not the ship. I mean, we can track Gonki. Oh, ingenious idea. Try doing a trace on his binary reference code. On it. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, kid. Once again, Bucketheads, Maeve Artigar, welcome to the 193rd More Miners Mining and Mines episode of Mandivision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandivisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back to another Bad Batch Wednesday. Uh, we're we're picking we up. Uh, my goodness, we are capping off what we expected to be a two-parter, and it sure as heck was. Uh, <laughs> after last week's uh, mining debacle, and then uh, on, on an unnamed planet, and the 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 Bad Batch is getting having their ship stolen, as expected, we pick up those threads. Turns out their ship didn't go that far, <laughs> and we are on a mission to retrieve. The Marauder. Um, it's it, it, This is an episode of The Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, you know, I found last week's to be a little lackluster. There's some small character moments. Uh, you know, what I, what I think I called the, at the time the B-plot of the storyline. Uh, that was more interesting. You know, the, the studying the team's new dynamics minus Echo uh, and Omega's reaction to the team without Echo, and, and, and kind of seeing how they're not quite functioning, firing on all cylinders, minus one of their members. Uh, and this is sort of a continuation of that to an extent. Uh, but I think I think it's fair to say that, that Omega is sort of taking center stage here in these episodes because, you know, once again, the Batch is put in a position where Omega sort of has to kind of convince them to do the right thing here. And that's... I don't want to say that's getting a little old. But it's getting a little obvious, you know. The Batch, for the duration of Season 1, was very focused on evading the Empire and, and survival. And that's what put them in this position where they're living hand-to-mouth, working do for Sid, doing these things. And as we have speculated over the course of the season so far, that will only get them so far 
in the galaxy. At, at what point do the do the Bad Batch realize they need to be utilizing their uh, highly specialized skill set for the betterment of the people? You know, Echo's already left the group because he needs he knows they need to be doing more. They should be doing more. But when does that moment occur that Hunter, Wrecker, and Tech realize that Echo was right and they should be doing more out there? Uh, and it's, again, it's always Omega who's kind of pushing them to do the right thing. And in this episode where we sort of get into like a Charles Dickens novel <laughs> in Star Wars, it's very Oliver Twisty in, in, in several senses. Uh, yes, it is a, a Star Wars version of a Dickensian nightmare. How about that? Is that a thing? That's the thing in this episode, I suppose. You know, we got we got uh, uh, Mako, the 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 the, the adult uh, exploiting children, child labor, uh, uh, giving them a mere pittance uh, for for food scraps, uh, just e- exploiting child labor. I mean, again, this is the if if you've read Dickens, you you know where I'm going with these things. Um, so it was sort of interesting to see that. And, you know, the Batch is seeing these things, and they don't – it doesn't really, like, register with them. They're like, no, he's a thief. It doesn't matter. He's a kid. And it's like, okay, great. But it's Omega who forces them to sort of come to the conclusion they have to step in here and, and, and do the right thing here. Um, and, again, when is it going to be Hunter or Wrecker or, or Tech who sort of puts their foot down and says, that it's, no, we need to be doing the right thing all the time, not just trying to survive? And, 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 you know, we're 10 episodes into this season, and it feels like that ought to be coming very soon because I couldn't imagine them doing another season where it's, it's like sort of this evade the empire uh, and, and live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, basically. Um, the, uh, the one of the other interesting elements, and they talk about this at the end of the episode, again, it's Omega talking about it, being like, you know, it's not just the empire that's bad out there. Like, there's bad people everywhere and more good people will need to be doing something about it and we know we'll probably play that clip towards the end of the end of our episode uh and and texts are like you know we have to believe there's more good people out there it's like okay cool but are the good people doing anything you know it's it's one of the themes that we, that we talked a lot about uh when we were reviewing andor uh, and andor takes that head on uh the bad batch is still sort of you know uh, uh <laughs> tap dancing around it uh so I feel like we're in a bit, a bit of this waiting period. Again, it's not a bad episode by any stretch. It's just sort of an episode. Um, and it's, it's again, it's just sort of hinting at the direction I think the show needs to go in, where, where that, that moment uh, where, where the team sort of has this crystallizing moment that they need to be doing more. And does it come at the when, when, when the inevitable betrayal by Sid occurs? Or is there some other uh, uh, provocation that, that brings this out? And... and you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But I guess it's time to get into this episode proper. So let's go ahead and give our particulars for this week's episode. This is Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 10, Retrieval. Original air date today, February 22nd, 2023. Written by Moises Zamora, directed by Stuart Lee. Our cast is D. Bradley Baker, Michelle Eng, Yuri Lowenthal, Alex Lee, and Jonathan LePau. Our plot, attempting to recover a lost asset, a.k.a. their stolen ship, the Batch must learn to trust the thief. And that's kind of a bit of a stretch. They sort of force the thief to, d- to do what they want him to do because he's a child and they just kind of intimidate him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the episode proper. You know what that means. It is time. Strap on your buckets and let's go. Don't travel in ships like this. Looks specially modified. 
enemies could draw the wrong kind of attention. Are you trying to cause problems for me? After I've been so good to you. No, Mako, honest. I thought you could make some money off it, that's all. I swear. Yeah. All right. I believe you. But I'll have to sell it off piece by piece, just to be safe. This'll still put me in contention for top earner this round, right? We'll have to see, Benny. We'll have to see. But you did good. And top earner, all that means is you get your own bowl of soup instead of getting the communal bowl of soup that Mako feeds to the rest of the child labor that he is uh, forced into servitude at this Ipsium mine. Uh, that he has, has also uh, lied to them and told them that the Ipsium is degrading. And so he's not getting nearly as much money as he ought to be for this degraded Ipsium. And of course, everyone just believes him because why would Mako lie? And, and uh, you know, again, going back to, to our. Dickensian notion for this episode, you know, they they do cut to that scene where Mako's holed up in his chamber and he's eating all the food before he goes down there with the with the bowl of soup for everybody else. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, some some classic literary references in play here. It was it was sort of interesting to see more uh, uh, Dickens in play in play in Star Wars. Um, but hey, what are you gonna do? So yeah, as we know from the sound clips we've played to open the show and this one itself. Uh, the bats, they're stuck in that small, abandoned town. They're trying to get the speeder up and running so they can get to the larger town on the other side of the planet. The planet's still unnamed, by the way. We still don't know where we are that's, that's rich in these Ipsium deposits. Uh, when Omega has the idea that, you know, the thief who stole the Marauder, he turned off the transponder so they can't track the ship. But uh, Omega comes up with the idea to track Gonky, their, their GNK power droid. Uh, and, and immediately Tex like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And he sort of wanted him to be like, I guess I should have thought of that too, since he's supposed to be so smart. But he quickly comes up with a way in which to track the gonk droid, uh, which I believe is something we've seen before in episodes of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. I, I, I think it was in an arc where Anakin was trying to find R2 and they did something similar to track his programming. To, or maybe it was another set of droids. I'm a little fuzzy on that. It felt like a familiar thing that we've seen before in past Star Wars shows, though. So, uh, no, I wasn't surprised when this was the plan they came up with to figure out where everything was going on. And then, as we speculated last week, yes, the ship did not go very far, and we are tracking it down right now. So that leads the batch. Once they're able to get that speeder up and running, they track it down to, to Mako's facility, right? His uh, Mako's mining facility. Uh, and again, their plan, the batch is just there. They want to get the ship put back together because Mako's, like you said, he's taking it apart, selling it piece by piece. So the plan is uh, put the ship back together and get the heck out of there. They catch Benny, our, th our ship thief, uh, down in the area, and they put him to work because they have to get the ray shields turned off. Uh, no, no, none of the fully grown members of the Bad Batch can go with Benny on this journey because he'll be spotted. There's no other adults around. It's, it's Mako, a bunch of droids, and then child, children, excuse me. So it's Omega who has to go with them on this journey throughout the facility to make his way up to the control tower to turn off the ray shielding. And this gives us the glimpse inside, you know, Mako's operation, right? Again, the, the child exploitation, the child labor, the soup, the communal bowl of soup. Not even a big bowl. And he's got a lot of kids working there. Um, it's, all, it's all a lot. And uh, it's, <laughs> again, it's just sort of, uh, it's just it's all of our, all of our twist. And you know, if you've seen the movie or you read the books, 
You know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's, it's sort of an interesting notion. But it's giving Omega an education on, on just how there's a lot more bad things happening in the Empire. We find out that Mako, you know, he took over this mine after the Techno Union was crushed under the heel of the Empire. So, you know, he's an opportunist, and, and he's swooping in there, and he's going to keep all these profits for himself at, at the behest of the child labor. Now, I'm sort of curious where all the kids came from. We don't get a lot of uh, backstory on any, any of them, uh, Benny or, or Drake or any of the other ones. They all just have sort of bought in. It, it's, you know, again, if you're going to go with the Oliver Twist thing, you got to go with, like, the, the sort of, like, fancy, well, not fancy, but, like, the whole orphan aspect of things like that. So you wonder if they're uh, children who have, of people who were killed by the Technic Union in, in, in the mining operation. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, areas in the story are kind of left vague and unanswered. But regardless, you, you know the broad strokes. You know the show doesn't have to go into those deep depths if it wants to because, again, it's, it's, it's sort of a surface episode. This is another episode like last week's where the A plot isn't necessarily as important as the B plot, which is sort of Omega seeing these things and Omega kind of realizing... Uh, the state of the galaxy is very... It's, it's not just the Empire that's bringing darkness to the galaxy. As for the rest of you, rations are low. Which means you need to work harder and longer if we're going to survive. But I won't let my crew starve. And that is the placing of the communal bowl of soup. After Drake, the top earner, uh, got his own personal bowl. This is one bowl for everyone else to share. It's, <laughs> and again, it's one. Of, it's one of those things. You know, I don't know a lot about about Mako, um, but he's a very large individual and looks well fed. And I would think the children would would wonder about that personally. You know, it feels like it's only a matter of time for someone would say something about that. But again, apparently Mako has these kids. Uh, knowing their place, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Mako is, I swear we've seen his species before, and I tried very hard to uh, f- find more information pertaining to him and his, his, his species, and I'm having a real hard time doing it. Uh, his, his entry on Wikipedia is uh, as basic as it gets. Mako was a male slaver who operated on a planet during the start of the Imperial Era. And that's it. <laughs> Other than the saying his male agenda, his head implants, back implants, and a cybernetic right arm. <laughs> that is a very bare bones description. But again, we don't get a lot to go on. But I could have sworn that we've seen uh, this this species on episodes of, of Star Wars animation before. But uh, I'm having a hard time finding it at the moment. So I'll have to bear with me, and I'll try to figure that out. So there are a few. Uh, set pieces that I'm kind of glossing over here that are very, very uh, enjoyable. Uh, I like the Batch's entry into the facility, going up and down that uh, that that giant waste fire stack or whatever, smoke stack, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Uh, Hunter having to hang on while the droid's in there checking on things. Uh, I thought that worked out really nicely. And then, of course, the big action piece at the end when Mako confronts the Bad Batch and the, the truth is revealed. There's some really fun stuff in there. Uh, again, like last episode, they do some really fun stuff with with the color palette uh, in in this in this mining facility. Uh, it's reminiscent of, of Mustafar incenses. It's it's reminiscent of, of the, the the deep chasms of Coruscant. Uh, there there's a lot to kind of 
familiar visual references here, and I think they do a really nice job with that. And again, some of the some of the action pieces when Hunter's swooping through the air to to rescue Omega uh, is an excellent scene as well. And again, Omega sort of that whole scene during the action sequence when Omega sort of makes that choice to fall, knowing that 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 Hunter will will get her. Um, I think it's a big step for for Omega as a character too, because again, she's not scared. She's making a choice. She's swinging herself into action here. Um, I want to go back to this this scene where they where Omega and Benny reach the tower, and she's gathering information so they can turn down the ray shield and do all these different things. And Omega's kind of plugged into the system, right? Uh, Omega has now spent some time amongst Benny and his people, and seen how Mako treats them. And they have a very interesting conversation that I'm going to play for you in just a moment. But it is sort of interesting to hear Benny on this and his perspective on things. Because as soon as they reach the, the comm tower, you know, Benny trips the alarm to alert Mako because he's so uh, invested in being the top earner, getting his own bowl of soup, that he's willing to do what it takes to get that title. You know, it's, it's sort of like um, just... The sort of the mind games that Mako has put on these children to make them think that this is the way that life should be, and you know that there's nothing better out there than Mako is the one providing and taking care of them in the best way possible. Uh, and Omega contradicts that pretty quickly here because again, Benny can't help but see the way Omega is with the batch. Again, a, a child versus a group of adults, and and Benny can't help but compare and contrast the two. They really treat you like you're one of them. Mako did that. Doesn't seem like he cares about any of you. Why don't you leave? <laughs> You're wrong. Mako's kept us in business. He said with more time and more digging, we're bound to reach better Ipsium soon. Besides, I can't leave. This is my home. It's what I know. I get it. Our ship is our home. <laughs> It's the only one we really have. I'm uh, sorry I stole it. Here. You can have my rations. Why... Why would you give this to me? For helping us. Thanks. And so now you know he immediately regrets <laughs> tripping that alarm because he's like, maybe these people aren't so bad after all. Maybe Mako is wrong. Uh, and once she provides the report about the Ipsium, that's going to change the game immediately as well. And let's go ahead and play that. Any luck with the shield code? Not yet. Most of this data is just Mako's profit reports. I thought you said the Ipsium here is degraded. It is. Not according to this. Let me see that. And that's when Mako is going to show up and ruin the party for Omega. So let's get to the, the, the pivotal moment of our third act here on an Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom style bridge standoff. Mako and his droids, the, child, the children labor surrounding them, the batch on the bridge, Omega in peril, uh... When Benny decides it's time to step up and tell the truth of what's really going on with Mako's mind. Stop! Not now, kid. I'm busy. You lied to us, Mako! The Ipsium's not degrading! 
You've been cutting us out and keeping the profits for yourself! That's a lie! Don't listen to him! You never cared about us at all. And I have the proof right here. Let me see that. What's going on, Mako? We toil down in the mines while you enjoy the spoils? I was taking my share. None of you will survive without me. Don't forget that. Alright, so, the tables have turned. Now, listen, the Bad Batch has a army of children labor on their side <laughs> which seems weird but they are going to get their their uh, pound of flesh from mako one way or the other but mako still has his droids in play and that's you know our big our big action element for it but let's just say hey, let's just cut to the chase mako falls to his death <laughs> perishes in the minds of the fcm that he wanted to make rich for himself and not share with his children of labor uh, what a day um, let's go ahead and kind of get to the resolution here in the aftermath. Again, the Batch has been forced to do these things by Omega. Again, they were just going to take their ship and get the heck out of there. <laughs> now let's see what the resolution is here. And again, I was sort of... I don't know. This was a bit of a head-scratcher. Let's, let's go ahead and play it anyways. So, what will all of you do now? I guess we'll keep mining Ipsium. That's what we know. You can be whatever you want. It's a big galaxy. You don't have to stay here. It's not so bad. And with Mako gone, we'll all be getting an equal share of the profits now. Benny! Alright, so, I have questions. <laughs> Who actually owns this mine? I don't understand how these children can just sort of, like, usurp it. Now, again, we know the Mako got it from the Techno Union, but did Mako make some kind of claim on the land? Does he have some kind of rights to it himself? Do the children now get to do children now get to claim mines, um, and and is there no <laughs> oversight committees like, hey wait that mine that mine's being run by a gaggle of children that's probably not okay, uh, is it is child labor okay if the children are in charge? I have questions about the resolution of this episode. Uh, it is something of a head scratcher. Let's go ahead and close it out though with Tech and Omega having a little chat. Chow time! Thanks for showing me the truth. Hey, if you ever need a thief, I owe you. Another one of those moments where you wonder if that might come in handy down the road in this season or in future seasons. What is it? The Empire's not the only threat. We've seen so many in the galaxy like Mokko. Unfortunately, yes. However, there are many like us out there as well. And that is something. Again, tech's not wrong, but the batch isn't proactive enough, in my opinion, at this, at this moment in time. And again... Maybe it comes with a forced confrontation against Sid. Sid's apparent, seemingly inevitable betrayal of the Bad Batch. That seems to be looming. Um, because, again, remember, at the end of last week's episode, Sid said she'd try to get somebody out there to help them in a few days' time. 
Uh, that hadn't happened by the time this episode picked up, and the Batch had to take care of themselves. So does Sid really have their back and their best interests at heart? And I think we all know the answer to that. It's probably not so very much. Um, can't trust a transition, right? Uh, and I guess that's sort of where we are with this season. It's I, I don't want to say it's meandering necessarily, but they seem to be, be really driving home the point that um, the Bad Batch in themselves meandering in this in this this new galaxy that they don't quite have their heads around where they're not wanted where they're not needed uh and they're living like i said paycheck to paycheck hand to mouth whatever expression you want to use so when will they come to the realization like echo like rex that it's time to do more and and omega wants to be doing more too i think i think she will have to be what drives the batch in the, in the, in the, to make a big change here? And that is going to be an interesting moment because, again, if it is Sid's betrayal that, that propels them forward, uh, this will be, for Omega, her, her first big taste of betrayal, uh, of being uh, deceived and, and used. And, and, you know, that, this, this, that moment could change Omega's trajectory for, for uh, future episodes as well. Her view, her outlook on the galaxy, I mean, you know, everything's kind of, rose-colored glasses with this one she's a little naive and new to things and, and but eternally hopeful and optimistic and and all the things you want uh out of like your 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 protagonist in a star wars show right uh you want the one who brings the hope that that is star wars central tenant that is that is what star wars has wrapped itself around for the last bunch of years is is hope and bringing hope to the darkness right and that is omega in this show so what will what will be her outlook when Sid, if it's Sid, you know whatever betrayal is coming comes, um, I sort of think she'll be the forgiver, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, we're we're so, I don't want to say we're stalling out in in this season so far, but these last two episodes have kind of kept us in place. The characters aren't really moving forward. Omega's experiencing thing. Omega is learning, but the Batch themselves are stationary right now. They are not moving forward. They are not developing. They are not. Um, learning the lessons that I feel like they ought to be learning from these adventures. Um, and we'll have to see what that changes moving forward with the rest of season two here. I think we have, what, six, seven more episodes left in this season. Uh, so I think a lot of things are going to start happen, happening fast and furious now for these next six episodes. Uh, and again, there will be overlap between The Bad Batch and season three of The Mandalorian. I have not quite decided how coverage for that is going to fall, but we're going to do our darndest, okay? So stay with me on that. Let's go ahead. I'm going to give this seven buckets. It's almost six and a half again, just like last time. But, you know, again, it's not a bad episode by, by any stretch. Like, I, you could put this on and, and have it on, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Star Wars Bad Batch adventure, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's an A-OK thing. All right, so let's go ahead and close out our show. Thank you for listening to the Mandivision Podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. Nargai Tom, I am your host with the most, like Beetlejuice. Thank you so much for checking out our small independent Star Wars podcast over here. We truly, truly appreciate the support. There are a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there, and knowing that you took the time to listen to this one means the world to me. Thank you very much. Please follow us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you want to support the show in another fun, fun way, fives or reviews. They help out so, so much. They help the small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the galactic shuffle that is the world of podcasting these days. All right. We're going to be back next week with another episode of Bad Batch coverage. In the meantime, be an awesome Star Wars fan to everyone you encounter. 
and we will catch up very, very soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.